What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Namicron. We are at episode 19. Almost Ooh. 20, boys. Yeah, Woo is right. It's, a, it's an almost milestone for us. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Sturfin, a.k.a. about to rip Craig a new one. More on that later. <laughs> Joining me today, <laughs> as always, my wonderful pantheon of homies, Ollie the Vonstrosity. How you doing, homie? Wonderful. Good. Only have been sitting here for half an hour trying to get this episode started. Fuck me, <laughs> I know. And also, Ryan, the synthetic. How are you doing? I'm chilling now, anyway. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, blood was boiling. We, I was ready to put a fist through my computer, both the screen <laughs> and the tower, even though it has nothing to do with what, what we've got going on. Uh, we figured it out. Babe, when you're listening to this, we figured it out. Craig. You son of a bitch. Craig is our recording software that we use in Discord, for those of you who don't know what Craig is. But uh, I think Craig recently went through an update and an upgrade, uh, and what it didn't do was like tell me that the commands have changed. So before, it was like this colon, Craig, colon, fucking semicolon, join, backslash, slash, whatever. It was a whole whole thing. And now it's just slash join. And so this whole time, we've been trying to get Craig to join so we could record this wonderful episode for all of you awesome people out there. And it kept giving us errors, and we, for the life of us, couldn't figure it out. And I'm pretty sure we spent, like, what, 35, 40 minutes trying to fucking sort this bitch out? Easily. Yeah, seriously. Goddamn. Send an email or something. Like, send a message, a PM or a DM or whatever they're called on Discord. Send it out. Let me know that commands have changed. You fucking AI. God. Damn it. Sam could have just said that when we made him join the first time and he said voice audio uh, recording failed. Why wouldn't it just say check our new terms and conditions or whatever? Something like that, right? Like ch check out our site and see what's changed. No, none of that. Just fuck you. I'm not working. <laughs> Guess what, Craig? Fuck you. We figured it out. <laughs> mm. After much determination, I'm so hot in my chair right now. Like I need to pour fucking ice bucket of ice water all over me to cool me down i am so angry or was so angry i'm cooling down now holy crap jesus christ uh what a week for us nerdy boys um nerdy boys making us sound like the island boys or something oh you know what fuck those guys those are the guys that have like the matchsticks for hair right yeah <laughs> what what is up with that what is what is what are island boys what are they I I don't know. They're they're TikTok brothers that have like the same shitty look and style and I've heard lately that they've been doing that um cameo app a lot and like there's actually some funny uh things that have come from it. They've apparently just helped people quit their jobs to like the whole company by making like a really cringy cameo. You should look it up if you have the time, but But you know, all the things that I've seen online with them have been them like starting fights and being mouthy with people. And oh. I will t I will tell you, they both have faces I just would love to punch. Yeah, they're... Yeah, I don't know what uh, it is. I don't know them. I don't know them personally. I don't actually know what their personality is like. But if I were in the same setting and they walked by me, I would have to fight every fiber of my being not to just walk up and punch them in the face. Supposedly, they're even under investigation right now for, the inv for being somehow connected to the death of some teenager little girl or something like that. I'm not surprised. They just yeah. look shady. They look like they're fucking greasy as fuck. I thought they were also they in a on. domestic abuse case, like 
a couple months back. Oh, I think I heard about that. Like yeah, a, they honestly yeah, just yeah, seem like the they seem like the type of people who like literally just get tatted up and act this way and and make cringy videos just because they wanted fame and like I, I I've heard what they their freestyle is and it's just like <laughs> it, it's worse than mumble rap in my opinion. Like it really is. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that they're just industry plants. Like, yeah. <laughs> no way that they got famous without being given all of it i don't know i don't know anything about them i just know that from first look and i know you shouldn't judge people on appearances alone but i can't help it i either way i just vote that we don't go by nerdy boys <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'll take that back uh nerdy folk sure i think we'll we'll, we'll yeah we'll think about it <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to take this to a to a table discussion and vote on it yeah it has been a busy week for us um not just work included but definitely with things we've been trying to get uh get caught up on now i know ryan and i uh, we did a watch party for the season finale of book of boba ollie you i imagine caught up on that on your own yes um i mean let's open that up what do you think for a season finale i thought for a season finale it was pretty entertaining um i personally didn't have much issue with those with the way things played out um i'm curious to hear what you guys think um but yeah i think the only the only thing that really struck out to me was again those fucking multicolored speeders that those <laughs> cyberpunk guys are riding they come in to save the day and then like they're looking like they're going like as fast as an old lady on a motorized <laughs> scooter is going right and then the dude makes like a full face plant and I'm like, oh, that's basically just like falling down while you're walking. Like that didn't look like it hurt at all. Um, yeah, the thing that gets me now that I think about those speeders is that like, you know, I could forgive the fact that they kind of stick out, but it's the color scheme. It's like solid colors is just not the look I think they should have gone for. Everything else in Star Wars is, is I feel like is very mishmashed um clothing apparel and and a lot of gray a lot of brown a lot of lot yeah of, yeah more, muted more neutral colors. muted colors and like they, they should have thrown in a bunch of like like obvious attachments like third party gizmos on, on those things to make it look more star warsy they honestly should have just been like speeders that just were like tricked out a little with maybe a little bit of color yeah. like a trim on it or something like that I I would definitely have uh, I would agree with you on that one. That was uh, it is the one thing that does stick out, and in every scene that you see them in, it does it's it's so jarring because you're like, well, everything else is brown, gray, muted, this dust. Uh, and don't get me wrong, like Star Wars can have quite the palette, and you see that in places like Endor, Yavin, uh, Kashyyyk. Uh, fuck me, uh, Camino. Even even though it's all ocean and shit, but like you, there's a whole other. The, Star Wars does have color. What it doesn't <laughs> have is this 1960 hot rod, fucking candied apple candy, whatever colors like these these speeders do. Scooters. I don't even want to call them speeders. They are now scooters. Um, and they they they. It's just so jarring to watch them. And, and you're right, watch them go at full tilt. Doesn't look like they're going all that fast. And when, when he took that tumble, I've, I think I remember laughing at that going, what the fuck? Like, I really have expected party. him to do. Oh, sorry, go on. No, you can continue. It is okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I half, ex- I half expected him to do the whole Peter Griffin, like, holding the knee thing and just doing that for, like, five minutes, <laughs> just because it seems so fucking comical. I almost would have been okay with that. <laughs> I mean, my biggest problem with that whole thing is that in that exact same episode, we see Fennec get on her own speeder and just fucking peel out. Okay, like, like fucking, boom, gone. Like, speed up an actual speeder. So why is it that these ones all of these colorful ones are stuck on this like barely above walking pace i don't understand yeah it's such a weird addition to stores like i i really don't get the logic behind adding it i think it was very hello fellow kids adding these like young adults who uh oh who who just all have like british accents and i don't know it was just it it was a weird mishmash of of uh personality in in they're called they're called modders by the way modders yeah Ugh. that's that's what i heard uh that's what i heard boba refer to them as was the modders mm-hmm. um strange name and also <laughs> another thing that stuck out when uh the one guy like the two the two main modders when they're holding up chrysanthemum and <laughs> that I, fucking group of pike show up and he does that yeah, weird yeah. backspin like, okay. was that necessary i'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> in the time it took him to raise the gun he could have been like all of them could have been shot and killed like right. those blasters fire really fast he and could have john this... wicked those motherfuckers he could have just fucking pew, 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 and that's it yeah. would have been done but no like, okay. he had to throw in this super forced backspin down to one knee like what what was yeah. what was that who's whose yeah, fucking design choice was that <laughs> can't be feloni can't be favreau so like there there's so many like western influences like spaghetti western influences in in the mandalorian and this like the whole you know outfit that um uh cad bane is wearing and everything um but like not once do you see anybody kind of doing the you know aside from the cad bane boba scene no one just pulls out their gun a regular fucking way and shoots it it's like they gotta do these (laughs) flips and it's like, come on, dude! Like, what genre are we doing right now? Like, I have no idea. That was uh, that one. That one really stood out to me. I was yeah, like, it was very <laughs> unnecessary. I was like, that was kind of lame, guys. Like, that was that was <laughs> that was hokey and campy as fuck. Yeah, but like, aside from that, I felt like this episode had like a like a really good kind of progression of events like there was always something escalating the situation and then something responding to it with like oh holy fuck right like when they when they bring out those i I haven't seen those droids before those are brand new i have never seen them anywhere okay i was gonna say like those are pretty intense right they're kind of a play on You've seen like the 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 second trilogy, like the the, the yeah, the, like the Jar Jar trilogy. That's for yeah. lack of a better term. So it reminds me of those destroyer droids that that fucking spin like balls and then get up and then post shields and then fucking pew, pew, yeah. pew, pew, pew. That, that's what I was thinking too. Um, yeah, no, that was that was pretty intense and shit got fucking real at that moment. Like it yeah, just became it, like a, a shoot. Started off as a simple shootout, sort of where you know classic. Oh, we're outnumbered and outgunned and blah blah blah. And Mando and Boba are like, "Fuck it, we're gonna go out there anyway because we're badass." Yeah, um, it those those um droids kind of reminded me of somewhere between the droids you were describing in the prequels, and um, I don't know if you've played Wolfenstein and the Tower of London. Like it, it was just imposing. Like um. And I guess there were three of them, if I counted correctly. I thought there was just two, Ryan. Was it? No, really, because I could have sworn there was a scene where there was like a third one came out of nowhere, and 
that one was the one that um grogu was like destroyed the leg of when i was like wait didn't the first two just get destroyed before by the rancor so i, no, I don't know the rancor ripped the uh, uh one of them in half yeah and then, um that was the one that mando cut up a little bit like he cut one of the guns off of it and then stabbed it with the dark saber in the eye and then the rancor ripped it in half and then they went to go get the other one that was chasing chrysanthemum in the modders um and the rancor like pushed it through a couple buildings into a different street so it was further away from that fight that it was originally oh, in. i That's i probably just broke. blinked on that right. scene then yeah okay yeah the two of them that makes sense you know i was quite surprised though how much action we got in this episode it was yeah. like not even less than a quarter of the beginning of the episode was dialogue exposition whatever and then the remaining chunk was all action like mm. non-stop just mm. scene after scene after scene of fight 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 and i i've fuck me was that awesome yeah the only like kind of <clears throat> boring part to me was the part where mando and um and boba were just in the destroyed um what the is casino it? there you know yeah. yeah and then there was like i hate that character the 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 mayor's, mayor's assistant? assistant? What, yeah. the Tweelek? Oh, oh my god, he's funny yeah. as hell. No, I, I know he is, but at the same time, I, I like I hate how weaselly he is. Like, <laughs> at every turn, he was just like trying to like negotiate a way. And like he owed he basically owed nothing to them and he offered to like go and be diplomatic because like that was what his degree was in or something like that. Yeah. And I, I just fucking love that Boba, like as soon as Boba agreed to it, I'm like, okay, Boba's got a trick. He's up, up yeah, he's up yeah. to something yeah <laughs> and, and like and and i can't believe this diplomatic idiot like doesn't even read the, like the shit that he just no, wrote just grabs like, it and runs outside like it's gonna be a-okay yeah and then and then it's like you get nothing <laughs> and then he's like trying to backtrack <laughs> and being like oh no 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 no, like maybe maybe let's talk the diplomacy or whatever <laughs> and and I'm so disappointed he didn't just like get shot in that scene. And I thought that was the whole point that Boba wanted him to go out there because it would have been like a surprise like thing, and he would have well, died he in the crossfire. No, you can't kill him off. He's too he's he's comic relief. He's meant to be that Weasley love to hate character or hate to love, either or. I guess I just I hate him more than I love him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no that was too funny i thought that was brilliant because he's reading through it and he's got like that pompous attitude going until he gets down to the bit where he has to say nothing and he just kind of looks and stares and then looks back up and he's like nah, maybe we'll just uh we'll yeah. try something else and they're like read it and he's like uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like okay going back to the, the beginning of the episode how cute was it when grogu was like in that uh, what do you call an X-wing? Was that yeah. the name of the ship? Yeah, and he's yeah. just like sitting there and like, Grogu, did you fucking fly this thing on your own? And he's wearing like the uh, what's the chainmail made out of again? Beskar. Beskar, yeah, the Beskar chainmail. And it's like, like he made his choice. Like, damn, Grogu, what a champ. Right, but I but mean, I, I guess so that, did Luke. Yeah, Luke was kind back of, in Empire. Like, what? What? Remind me. So in Empire, Luke was faced with the same dilemma. He knew his friends were in trouble because they were on, was it Vespin? Um, and he could feel that they were in trouble because Vader was there. And he was in the middle of his training with Yoda, and Yoda gave him this same ultimatum. He's like, you can either go help your friends or you can stay here and finish your training. And Luke left. He, he, he gave in to his emotions uh... and he went to go help his friends. And in turn, lost his hand. Shit, so are we 
seeing Grogu's hand at some point. No, Grogu's too boss. He's no, there's no, and he's too cute. You can't mar up that yeah. body yet. You can't. You have to wait another hundred or so years until he's like an adult <laughs> before you can take on scars. Hmm. Yeah. Disney will never let that happen. But yeah, okay. no, it was funny. And then <laughs> that weird rickshaw thing that she's driving around. What is her name again? P- yeah. Pelly? Pelin? Pelin? I don't know, but I'm, I'm really expecting there to be some kind of romance between her and the mayor's assistant Wheelock? now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, there's no way, like, she was talking about, like, dating and exes and whatever the previous episode and then Jawa. her interaction. She dated a Jawa. Jawa. Yeah. And she's, like, very furry. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm curious. Jawas, are they endemic to uh, Tatooine? How do you mean? Like, are they from Tatooine? Like, are they is I that their home planet? Say yes, because we've only ever seen Tatooine. Because I'm it... wondering if what? if they're related to Ewoks in some way, because they're both the same height, they're both furry, just that one lives on a sand planet and one lives on a moon. While we're actually on this topic, I don't think you're too far off. Like, I think you're pretty uh, you're pretty spot on with that, and we see a couple things like that in Star Wars, particularly. Early with the rancors, actually, which we'll get into a little more later. But they are—they're native to the outer rim desert world of Tatooine. Yeah, so they are strictly Tatooine folk. Oh well, I mean, they—you okay. see them in other places, but they are from Tatooine. You see them in other places, really? Yeah. Where? Well, they migrate all over the place. They're not just on—they're in other movies, in other spaces, like in. Oh really? Okay. You see I them guess I just the never series. picked yeah. up on that. Okay. Okay. Sorry, go Ryan. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. But uh, like in. The same way that um, that Jawas <clears throat> are very similar uh, as just like creatures, Rancors also are quite different looking based on the planet that they're on, but they're still the same species. Like the Rancors that we know are generally descendants directly from Dathomir, uh, like with the Night Sisters and the planet that Darth Maul uh, came from. Sorry, try to say that again. Yeah, the, the Rancors. They're, na- they're native to Dathomir. Yeah, there was a long Get the fuck out. There's a long period of time before um the Republic era where uh the Night Sisters would tame and ride uh Rancor, as well as long before that they would just sort of prowl the planet and eat anything that they could find. They were at the top of the food chain, even on Dathomir. They would eat That's crazy. Darth- they would eat the night sisters like whatever they could get their hands on. And I had no idea Rancor were native to Dathomir. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty pretty weird, but there are like other species of them that live on different planets, like Felucia, where they can right. grow half the size of the crate dragon. They're just enormous compared to even the ones that we've seen in the series. Really? Yeah, but they're yeah, all like gonna... the same subspecies of creatures. It's just Darwinism. Oh. Sorry, side note, those droids with the shields in 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 Boba are called Scorpinek droids. Mm-hmm. They are actually from the Clone Wars era. And the Pikes brought them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know about didn't these know droids. That. I did a little bit of research on them after the fact, because as far as I knew, they were new to the to Star Wars as well. But turns out they've actually been around for quite a while. Um, but have they, we seen them in anything else but this? I don't think so, aside from comics. And right. I, as far as I know, they were also considered Legends material until, well, I guess, this episode. Really? So, like because. Disney took over the canon and all that. They nobody really knew if these were canon uh, because we didn't see them up until this point. But mm. apparently, they were. We didn't see them at all. Because they were shut down during um, uh, Anakin's order when he 
I've done Mustafar in Under the Sith. So they were just like amongst the rest of the Separatist droid units that were all shut down at the same time during uh, the takeover of the Republic. Gotcha. Interesting. But yeah, anyways, I was gonna say I, I totally thought Rancors were bigger. Have we have we ever seen in the main saga or whatever the Rancors outside of Tatooine and Jabba's pit? Yep, you see them in Clone Wars, and you see well, it's not canon, but you do see one of them of a slightly different uh, like lineage um, in the species Force of or War. something. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that or like that a subspecies. Anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But there, there are right. a lot of kinds. Like in the old Republic era, Jedi actually used to ride winged versions of Rancors. Shut up! There's winged yeah. Rancor. Are they just as thick? They're like they're like the one that Boba was riding, except they've got gigantic wings on their back. Like there's still the oh. variety of Rancor, um, but they're still like fucking massive compared to a normal person. God, they can fly. I think That's even more there. terrifying. I'm pretty sure all of those died during like the the old Sith and Jedi wars, but they did exist at one point. God damn, <laughs> that, that's even more daunting. Rancor yeah. with wings, holy wow. shit! <laughs> that's I would shit my pants. Yep, <laughs> I, I would. What? Just, I, would I mean, like a regular Rancor enough would probably make me shit my pants, but if you throw wings on that fucker, that's it. It's over. <laughs> Serious? No thanks. What ended up becoming of the Rancor in this episode? I forgot how... Grogu put him to sleep. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Grogu and then, then very, very cute, like, fell asleep right next to it and curled up to it. Yeah. Aww. You know, it's it's funny. You know, Ryan and I were talking about it a little bit after, after the watch party uh, in the discussion bit. And he and I both forgot that Boba <laughs> even had a Rancor. We just see Boba's like, he's telling Mando, go, go go fucking help them. I'll be back in a bit. And I'm like, he's stepping out to do a side quest. I'm like, where is he going? Didn't even, we didn't even think that he's going to get the fucking Rancor until you hear it roaring in the distance and it shows up over the building. And I'm like, oh, right. Oh, man. Oh, they (laughs) fucked up. Shit's about to get real. I liked that. That was was, so exciting. There was still a little surprise that they, that they sort of had for us, even though we should have seen it coming. And it was just one new things that we talked about that i think we didn't call in our last episode of the podcast uh when we had been sort of theory crafting for this final episode we we, we were so far off on the rancor for sure but on a, like most of the other things, we're almost dead on were we though yeah i don't know i, I, mean, thought, I mean we we I, knew boba boba and cad would have would have to square off yeah mm-hmm. i mean I, I called that death scene we also called the, the entirety of Whoa, uh, hold on stop stop "Quote unquote death scene." We, I'm I'm convinced Cad Bane's not dead. Really? And just saying. Say the majority of the internet is with you on that. Yeah. So, um, I had it slightly wrong in the last episode. You know what I was telling you guys about the deleted Clone Wars episode where uh, Boba and Cad Bane like had a standoff, and that's where the dent in Boba's helmet came from. Right. Yeah. I thought that Boba hit Cad Bane in the shoulder, but he didn't. He actually hit him. And we can tell in this final episode of Book of Boba that it did, in fact, happen. Because when he's on the ground about to get stabbed with the, the Tusken Raider stick, we see the metal plate on his head under, where it, when his hat like falls off and he's on the ground. So we know that oh, he, he took that shot to his fucking brain and lived somehow. But <laughs> we know that this whole backstory between them has happened. And it's not... I wouldn't say it's a stretch to assume 
time that he lived, given the fact that he's capable of breathing without oxygen. So even if Boba punctured his lung, which I think that was the sound that, like, like he sounded like he was deflating after he got stabbed. Oh, huh. um, right. I didn't catch that. Yeah, he, he can probably still live for long enough for that signal to reach his droid or whatever and have him get picked up and brought to a back the tank or something okay. i don't know it's just like when you when the camera starts panning out away from this corpse quote unquote corpse you see that thing on his the left side of his chest there and it's blinking and it mm-hmm. made some noises and that's what yeah. to me that's what gave that to me the idea of like wait no no he's not dead yet and i mean he's too big a character to just go out like that so quickly i feel like he has to be he needs to have at least a season's worth of shit going on before you fucking kill him you can't just bring him in for two seconds at the end of one episode no more than five minutes more screen time in the next episode and then kill him off he's too big for that oh that's Mm -hmm. exactly what i said to myself out loud when i was watching that finale i i like knew you guys were gonna be like there's no way they they kill them off like he like from what it sounds like he is he has such like a, a a big background to him like there's way more to his character than what they've shown in just these two short scenes that he's appeared in so there's no way that they're going to kill him off but i kind of lean towards like that looks like they killed him otherwise i I don't know it would just undermine how much of a badass they've been trying to portray boba which mind you i don't think they've done too well in this series um they've kind of like portrayed him as more of the like the unifying glue of the whole squad and all the characters that have showed up in the series. But like at the end of the day, I don't really think the show was really about specifically like Boba. I don't know. And so, yeah, I I don't know what, after we kind of finish our discussion, I did generally want to talk about our uh, like feelings about the whole show uh, where I'll sort of, I want to dive more into like all of what you were, yeah 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 that's a good point i'll I'll wait till later when we get to it yeah because like i feel like looking at the whole show in context instead of episode to episode we really get a different view of um each of these characters and i I do have a couple things that i want to bring up that i thought they could have done better but again more on that a little bit later um sort of circling back to what you had said though about uh like the the death not feeling impactful and even as a, a star or his fan is relatively new and not knowing um, these characters, his death just, it was relatively anticlimactic, and there was more stories to be told. Uh, and I thought that was most prevalent for me in the one line that he said as to Boba, um, when Cad Bane has Boba on the ground and he has his gun to him, uh, where he says, uh, this is my final lesson. Did you guys catch that line? I did. Uh, yeah, I remember that line. What about it? So I, I thought it was a little strange. Uh, so I did a little bit of uh, digging into what he meant by that, because I, I didn't know the context of it. Uh, but it turns out that Django actually uh, trained Cad Bane when he was starting as a bounty hunter. Really? Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know this. And uh, then once Django was killed by Mace Windu, he took Boba under his wing for a good many years and trained him himself uh, because he had, I guess, built up such a, a strong friendship with Django over the years they worked together. Well, I remember were there not episodes of, of Boba running with Cad Bane and his crew? Never with Cad Bane. A lot of other bounty hunters that uh, that they would have run with, because like Django was, he was the best of the best of his time, 
So mm-hmm. he had connections with all of the the biggest names and bounty hunters. And they more often worked with um, people like Cad Bane and Aura Singh uh, just because they, they were of a status where they could get anybody they wanted, basically. Interesting. But you never actually see Boba working with Cad Bane, aside from that one deleted episode that I was telling you guys about. It's right. mostly... The, just the other top-notch bounty hunters because they sort of had a falling out, um, obviously because of that deleted episode in Clone Wars. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I, for some reason, I had it in my head that I remember bits and pieces of episodes where they were together on screen with Boba as a kid and Cad Bane. But I'm, you were probably right. Sometimes my brain just makes shit up on the fly. So I mean, I don't think so. Like, it, you might not be wrong. I just can't think of like. Uh, I mean, I know the the first time we see Boba come back. Back in Clone Wars, it's like he has Bosk, Aura Singh, uh, and some other bounty hunter that I think he dies at the end of that saga. Um, and then we see him later, I think, again with Aura Singh. I, I don't, I'm not sure. No, I'm not finding anything. So you, you are probably correct. It could just, it's probably just my brain linking things together and thinking that, oh yeah, that totally happened. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I am no stranger to these things, so <laughs> thank you, ADHD-addled brain. <laughs> um, yeah, one hell of an episode. Like, like just action-packed, more or less from start to finish. Not gonna lie, though, when the X-wing showed up, I was dead certain it was gonna be both Luke and Grogu popping out of there. Like, like Luke was gonna drop him off to make sure he was safe. Didn't even think that R two could essentially do the same thing yeah and we had talked about that in the last episode as well is like one of the theories that i had brought up was that i thought luke was going to bring grogu back because he chooses the shirt and he gets drawn into the the conflict on tatooine um but in hindsight i also said this in the watch party when we got to our discussion point that it just it wouldn't have made sense necessarily for luke's character uh being a jedi to get involved in a conflict like this regarding only the scum of tatooine basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is no there's good side or bad side as far as Luke is concerned. He's working with a group of bounty hunters or a group of spice traders. So his only reference is Mando, which, I mean, knowing Mandalorians in their past, he probably didn't have high expectations for anyway. That's so also fair. I just like, as much as I would have loved to see him be part of the action and all that, it just wouldn't have made sense uh, for him to become part of that fight. No, fair enough. But like, I, I just want to see Mando get the proper training for that Darksaber. He needs to learn how to use that damn thing. And I think, really, the only person who can teach him is Luke. Yeah. Someone who has mastered the Force, and not just one side of it, either. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't t- know. I kind of I, I kind of see the next season of Mando being the whole thing. Like, I think he's going to go to uh, Mandalore and find that... Uh, spring or whatever, no? That he has to find an underground? Um, inter- sorry to interrupt you really quick here, Ollie. This is something that Alex and I talked about at the end of uh, the watch party. Uh, and he had Alex had asked me what I think they're going to do in Mando Season 3 if they're either going to go right to Mandalore now that they're together, or if he's yeah. going to go back to Luke. And I wanted to know what you think. Like, Which one do you think is going to happen? Oh, I don't think Luke's going to be in the picture at all anymore. I doubt we'd see as much as a cameo going forward i think like they're completely done with that story luke was just literally to bridge that gap of like to see luke start his like new jedi academy and just have that kind of fan service 
and I don't think unless they unless they do something drastic like actually cast Sebastian Stan or somebody else to actually play Luke, I don't think we're going to see more of Luke. Like I think in in my eyes, this is yeah, this has been nothing more than like fan service cameo, and and they're they're done with doing that. Okay. Because if because I feel like if they do anything more with Luke, they kind of have to then explain. Um, and I mean, I guess that's easily done because there's like a huge time gap in between this going on and the the latest sequel uh, saga or whatever. Um, I don't know. I just I, I think that leads to them writing way too many holes in the story if they start crossing over characters that like presumably didn't even exist when they were doing the the trilogy in mind. Like, do you know what I mean? No, I like, get you, yeah. They, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like they would just be opening themselves up to that. And they already have that issue where they kind of like, you know, is it canon? Is it not canon? And I think that's just going to divide the fan base even more. So I feel like right. they're not they're not going to do that again unless like they they fully cast Luke as somebody instead of just do doing um what whatever it's called like yeah like a deep fake uh re- deep, deep fake. fake yeah deep fake mm-hmm. that's it that's a, I mean like you're right by bringing that up in the same sense that when we saw the uh the end of episode six of Book of Boba uh where it, Grogu was left with a choice to either join the academy or go back with a Mandalorian like that point started a lot of uh theories and just people talking about how that single scene can do away with all of what the sequels are. If they had him pick the lightsaber, it would have changed all of the canon for Star Wars from that point forward. And I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, at this point, as much as I would like for them to redo a sequel trilogy instead, I don't think that they're going to, and I don't see any reason why they would go in and try and change the canon now. Sidebar, yeah. it just dawned on me now. I was just talking about this with... Was it you, Ryan? Were we talking about this the other day at work? That Taika uh, Waititi has been mm-hmm. given... A trilogy for Star Wars. Wasn't Wait, me, what? This? No, then it was either myself and Mac or myself and Nathan. This was but, recent. Uh, yeah. Taika Waititi hmm. has been given permissions to do a trilogy of his own for Star Wars. Okay, That'd is this a trilogy continuing after Ray? We don't know. Oh we God, because I really hope they do a kind of um, what was that? What was that offshoot movie they did? Um, Rogue One. Rogue One. I, I really hope they kind of go with that and, and they have it a different story. And and again, like I know that Star Wars lore starts like a million billion years ago or something like that. And um it's and actually guys... a billion trillion years ago. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like there's way more to Star Wars than just actually, Luke Skywalker and actually, like I'm and, pretty and I'm pretty certain him. I'm pretty certain it's just a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Whatever. But like, I feel like the, the whole nine Star Wars movies have all been revolving a Skywalker or something or Palpatine, whatever. And I just feel like, from what I hear, what little I hear from you guys of the other Star Wars lore, there's way more to Star Wars than just Luke Skywalker. So I'm really hoping that they that they go somewhere else with it. They can bring back like whatever uh, um, the Republic versus um, the Empire, something like that, because I feel like that's pretty integral to the whole Star Wars. Um, it is, but you know mythos? what I want to see more than anything. What is like the High Republic 
time mm-hmm. where it was the Jedi versus the Sith, where there was like a full on fucking war between the Jedi and Sith. Yeah. That took place go. hundreds of years before the Clone Wars. Just just stop beating a dead horse with Palpatine and or, Luke Skywalker. Or I want to see the war between Mandalore and the Jedi. Good I both good ideas. Both ideas I approve of as someone who doesn't know anything about Star Wars. Yeah, you dirty Trekkie. Well now that you uh-huh. Now that you say that, uh, that like it's kind of more or less been confirmed that there's another uh, trilogy being made. The last rumors I had heard about a year ago at this point was that there were more movies in the works, but they were going to be set roughly 200 years after the events of Episode Nine. After the events of Ray. Yeah. So like long after she's dead, but uh, likely carrying on the academy that she had sort of started, I guess, under Luke. She started an academy. Yeah. In in the. I- in the novel for episode nine, it alludes to her like going and starting her own Jedi Academy after she gets her sword in, uh, in Luke's name. I'm pretty sure to, as like he he was Grandmaster Luke. She is Master. I don't fucking know. Right. I, I hope so, but probably Skywalker. Uh, well, I mean, she she took on the name Skywalker at the end of episode nine, but she also buried her lightsaber. Yeah, but then she got so... the orange one. She buried oh. it. She buried Luke's old lightsaber. Anakin's old lightsaber saber with luke's on their old moisture farm instead on tatooine good yeah. put putting that to bed for good but i really like <laughs> if this takes place 200 years later it better not be like oh my god palpatine's still alive <laughs> no i'm kidding but but i just looked it up and uh, apparently taika waititi's um movie is coming out christmas day 2023 and is set to be called rogue squadron is that oh shit yeah, so oh. it's gonna it's gonna focus on the fighter pilots. Um, I'm all about that. I wonder what time is gonna take place because I know that there's a Rogue Squadron in both Clone Wars and Empire era Star Wars. Right? Huh? Interesting. <clears throat> Here, you guys carry on. I need to go deal with my pups real quick. They just keep barking and stuff. One second. Well, no. I, either way, I like I like the idea of Taika Waititi helming more. Um, big projects because like i've liked just about every movie he's been involved in mm-hmm. like i can't remember if there's anything that that i thought i mean taika waititi's role in free guy was pretty cringe but i feel like that was the whole point of yeah, the character I, I... and and that part of the movie um and oh i guess his role in green lantern was pretty cringe considering how that movie turned out <laughs> but um aside aside from that like i don't think like Jojo, yeah, was it called Jojo Rabbit? The like the world. Did you see that movie? Oh yeah, it was such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, that like that was amazing. Um, and again, Thor Ragnarok. So yeah, I just like more Taika Waititi is never a bad thing. And what we do in the shadows, like that was a really fucking funny movie. I mean, I think like even just referencing Thor Ragnarok alone as a, a way to sort of um, like the comedy that he uses in that is very well-timed and i think it would work perfectly in in a star wars scene i think it would deliver it in a way that we've seen very poorly done before um but with him at the helm he can definitely work his way around that and we've seen it done in thor ragnarok where all the characters feel very real and they all feel like they're they're interacting in a very real way um yeah regular conversation or or little bits of comedy thrown in. He always does a good job with that, which is what I feel we've been sorely lacking in Star Wars when it comes to movies in the more recent years. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what sort of characters he's uh, going to develop and to 
sort of story that he's going to create for us and hopefully have it branch off into something else just to continue putting out good Star Wars properties. Yeah, yeah. I, I see nothing but good things coming out of that. Um, I just hope that, you know, the, the higher-ups let him have, like, good free reign over this project and not, like, micromanage him and, you know, make him cut mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff out from the story or, or anything like that. But yeah. from what I'm Googling, it, it looks like the story's already set in stone. And, I mean, this movie is coming out in 2023, so it's probably filming this summer if... No, like earlier than if that, because there's going to be right, so yeah. much CGI. Yeah, mm-hmm. like guarantee you, they're they're going to need months and months of CGI and reshoots or something like that at the very least. So sure, um, yeah. But um, yeah, going back to Book of Boba, uh, have we finished talking about what we wanted to talk about with that? Aside I from think... what we felt overall, like I think we I think we came from we were talking about what Mando's next um steps were, um mm-hmm. and. I totally think him and Grogu are going to go to Mandalore. Like, I just feel like that's like where right they're away. headed with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they're probably going to run into all the Mandalorian characters they've introduced so far again. I, I bet you they're going to come back. Oh, probably. Um, before we end our discussion on Book of Boba, though, there was the end credit scene, however brief, and I wanted to get your opinion on that as well, Ollie. Oh, who the fuck was that? I have, I have no idea who that was. I, Marshall, which, I just, which one? Which was the one? marshal? The no, marshal was, just... was in the was in the back of the tank, and then it was the ripper doc who was standing outside. Of okay, it. okay, that's yeah, that's what I thought. I, I I wasn't sure who the who the dude that was outside the back to tank was. I thought he was at ripper doc, but and then what mm-hmm. he said something like, "Did he have a line?" He said something like, "You were going to get like a good attachment or something like that." I don't remember there being Am dialogue, I... but also no? like when we okay. were watching it, it was skipping all over the place. We couldn't seem to pinpoint it. Oh yeah. really? Okay. I more or less just saw it um, from the overview of like scrolling across the uh the play bar. Oh. You no, know, I'm pretty sure he had like a line. It was like three words and it was something along the lines of like like giving him a mod. Uh, like he's, time he's for an give... upgrade or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm but a yeah, okay, so, so what does that what does that end credit scene tell us? Just that he's he's not dead and he's gonna be back? Well, I mean, I knew Marshall wasn't dead because if you go back to that part in the episode, he takes one in the shoulder. Oh, yeah. well, clearly, but but then but then the dude um, that I uh, the dude that runs the bar in Freetown, he was the one that that came in this episode and was just like, yeah, like he's dead. So I, I wasn't sure. He said he was. I don't think he used the words "dead." I'm pretty sure no. he said something else. He yeah, like he said something vague. that implied that he was dead. Right. Yeah. But okay, so he's in the back to tank. What, what what do you guys see for him in the future? Just that he's not confirmed not to be dead and he's going to be back? I think he's going to be joining Boba's team. What what are they going to do to him like the Ripper doc wise like Well, are they I just, think because he took that shot in the shoulder. That's what I'm thinking. I think he's going to get a whole new arm. Mm-hmm. I can see that for sure. And I mean it just sort of makes I mean, sense that'd like town cool. will then fall under the Daimyo's jurisdiction so he's not going to have to stay there to protect it so i i think you're he's just gonna end up joining boba's squad well it makes sense okay well i'm not complaining about more timothy oliphant um i don't think anybody is he's a great actor but aside from that they didn't really they didn't really conclude anything in terms of like boba aside from the pikes being like dead right so i I think the only sorry more so what that that was more so my issue with the end credit scenes like yeah like that's that's what I was expecting from the end credit scene. Yeah, 
Like yeah. even even the scene with Fennec that like at the very end of the episode before the credits rolled, where she like goes in and kills all of the uh, like higher ups. Even yeah. that would have done end credit scene, even though we knew that was going to happen. It just it was a more impactful sequence of events. Yeah, and and up to that point, I had completely forgotten that Fennec's character was a thing. And then when that scene happened, I'm like, oh, who is that killing them? It's like, oh, of course, it's Fennec. Um, but I'm wondering, the mayor has never made an appearance in this show at all. My, I'm wondering if that mayor is going to be some character like now that the Pikes are gone, is going to come to try to come Mayor's back. Mayor's dead. Where you been? Really? You saw the mayor. Yeah. He was the, the one that mayor got... was in that office with the pike. He's the one that got hung, hanged. Oh, Sorry. Hanged. that's the mayor. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot. Okay. Never mind then. I was going to say, like, <laughs> that could be some avenue in the future. But yeah, you're right. The, the mayor with the voice box thing that translates his, his speech. It's funny that they can all understand droid, but like other species, just like, nah. I don't think everyone can understand droid. I think only certain people can. Isn't it an implant or something? I don't think so. He can't? I thought he spoke to R2-D2. Not to, like, he spoke to him, but he couldn't understand him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think Mando really understands droid. There was a while where Ahsoka didn't either in Clone Wars, where she didn't understand what R2 was saying, I'm pretty sure. Like, in the first, or maybe I'm, maybe it wasn't Ahsoka. So is it just, so is it just, like, a Force-sensitive thing, or people who, like, work with droids are the only people that can really... just a language thing, honestly. Or, like... Because part of me, I swear, that to sense when it comes to the astromax, it might even be like, like if you have a cat and it just meows at you, and you just sort of say something back to it. Like part of me thinks that that isn't too far off either. Yeah, that that's kind of the vibe I get. It, it's more of a context beep than like a beep that like you could raw translate into something and be like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you said. Um, yeah. But yeah, I could have sworn in one of the movies or something. Maybe it was the new trilogy that. They said that there were like 300 different dialects of droid. Is, is Am I right in recalling that? Um, it's possible. I know that... Yeah, I think it was C-3PO when they were putting him back together in the new trilogy. He was like, I speak like X amount of languages, and I'm pretty sure he said like a subset of them were, were droid or something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably. So like the droids speak binary. Um, I'm just trying to figure out... Some organic, such as blah, blah, blah. It's not blah, just blah, Bill Hader whistling. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with my trusty organics. writing in computer system. I guess how Astromechs talk to their co-pilots or to their pilots is through... They'll speak, but it, it, it gets brought up on like their, their front display, so that's how they see that. Oh, okay. All droids <laughs> understand binary. Compressed. Uh, but some people are just... Some people can just understand binary is what I'm what I'm seeing here. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's for like a character like Anakin. I imagine it's easier for for those who are force sensitive because they can just kind of they can sense that kind of thing. Well, I don't know if that would matter more. I'm I'm talking more to his experience with like like technology and like building droids and building machinery. Well, right, which I think was also a byproduct of him being so in tune with the force. Could be. I'm not too sure on that. But uh, was there okay. something? Was there something you said you wanted to come back to? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna bring that up. Same here. <laughs> um, yeah. What? What? So, what was your guys' final opinion of Book of Boba and Boba Fett's character? I also want to like. Uh, I want to hear it out of ten. Like, what do you guys think of the show overall? Oh, sir, I don't. I don't do an out of ten rating. Out of five? 
No, I, I do it out of one. No, I'm kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it, you either get it or you don't? No, it's a point system. So it's point one out of one, point two. No, I'm kidding. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's even still, worse. Still out of ten. I'm just being a dick. Yeah. Um, on the whole series of Book of Boba, what would I rate it out of ten? Yeah. I would give it a hard eight, 100%. But that's just because I'm a Star Wars nerd. I think I give it... Like I, I want to oh, know yeah. why why it lost some of those um, points and like why it would have lost two points. Well, the entire season wasn't entirely about Boba, and I understand that bringing Mando in was a necessary thing. Whether or not we actually needed, and I say that strongly, we didn't really need Mando episodes. I'm glad we got them. It was awesome to see. It was they were probably the most badass parts of the of the series uh next to this end battle but i don't think we needed that we could they could have just did a five minute thing where he was off world doing a job and then they could have recruited him and then they could have had their own thing going on on tatooine uh taking away from boba entirely for like what was it like two and a half episodes before we finally got him back on screen and with lines and shit well like the entire Um, episode five you don't see him at all and then right half like in the last 15 30 minutes. seconds in episode six yeah and he has he it's either he has one spoken line of dialogue or it's a head nod i can't remember or it's, it's just a head nod. well right so like you don't really get a whole lot of that and i think that took away from uh took a little bit away from the series and and that's uh, really the and also like you lose points for the fucking scooters <laughs> of course that one's again and no. and and the modders they they really don't fit in and i and whatever they're now part of his crew um and that's that's now a thing and i guess that's now canon unfortunately um but yeah that's where that's where our points are lost is definitely it's mostly it is mostly on the modders and those <laughs> stupid fucking scooters yeah. um but then also like i said with uh, having those episodes where where boba was hardly in it like this this show it's called the book of boba fett and i'm not saying that you can't have other stories that interweave um but this is his story this is his rise to power make it about mm-hmm. his rise to power in 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 all episodes not just select ollie but other than that solid eight okay um kind of on the fence about what you said about mandalorian like on one hand i really like those episodes but i agree that they it was about boba and it took away from it um i would probably give it more like a 6.57 oh and yeah just because okay my whole issue with it was a lot of the decisions boba made were really fucking stupid and fennec was there to like like take charge in like every way oh fennec put in a lot of work yeah one would argue she put in all the work oh 100 like in just about (laughs) every scene that fennec is in with boba she's the one that's actually that actually has like a head on her shoulders and like knows what to do boba is just like no we're gonna do it this way and it's gonna work out because like i basically because i said so because i said so yeah and then fennec is just like behind the scenes pulling all the fucking strings and everything and and so i think that took away a lot from this supposed badass that like boba is supposed to be um, the other thing um, I didn't really like about the series is like I get that he has history with Tatooine and Jabba the Hutt and everything like that, but I I don't know if I'm the the minority here, but like I just really don't like Tatooine as a setting, and I really wish that we saw some other places in the Star Wars universe in this show. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just not a fan of the desert setting. 
um, at all. And I, I, I kind of wish that it he traveled around like Mando did. And I can feel that. Did some other shit. Um, and then again, yeah, the modders, I totally agree with that. Like, that was a really weird addition. They could have done, like, any other thing with it. He could have fucking hired Jawas, and I would have felt like... I honestly thought that's where it was going <laughs> when you saw the Jawas with the giant dragon skull, like, on their on their fucking um, flotilla or whatever you call that thing. And I thought he was going to go and recruit Jawas or at least get a bunch of, like, equipment from them. And, like, right. I don't know. It just... Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's why I, I give it like a 6.57 out of 10. Cause I, I, I guess there were, I guess it was just really episode four, whatever one, that one, what, that we all agreed that we didn't like as much. And it kind of like took away three. from the series. Yeah. Three was, that was it? the one with, that was the one with the really awkward chase scene, right? Yes. Yeah. That one. Mm, um, but yeah. aside from that, I, I felt <laughs> I felt all the Boba episodes were good. It was just very clear that Boba wasn't actually like the show. Sure. It was named after him and it was centered on him and his escapades, but like it was mostly the supporting cast that really carried the show. So if you give me like this menu item and you tell me that it's got to be like Boba Fett and then it's really not about him. It's just, he's sleeping in a back to tank all the time. (laughs) Then. I don't know. I yeah. I just felt like they could have they could have centered it more on him and his cunning and whatnot. And I feel like every decision he did make that came off cunning ended up just like going really haywire with him. And Fennec had to be the cleanup. Or or um, what's the Mandalorian's name? Dinjarin. Yeah, Dinjarin like was the one that carried it. I don't know. Yeah, that's just how I feel about it. Awesome, Ryan. Since you're the one asking, what are, what are your thoughts? I'm honestly more on Ollie's side here. I'm thinking about a solid like 6.5. Oh! And hell yeah. I give it that rating because I th- think they set themselves up for failure. And as unfortunate so? as, like, I think as a standalone show, this would have been great for Star Wars content. But being a, a Boba Fett show, it just didn't hold true to itself in a lot of ways. The first two episodes I thought were amazing. The pacing was really good, and I think the story about Boba with the Tuscans was my favorite part of the entire show. Yeah, but, and, and like, don't get me wrong, it's not the Mando episodes that I think ruin the show. I think it's the fact that like, I, I like that the whole, whole entirety of episode 5 was dedicated to Mando's story in between, and I think that they should have kept that episode in, but I think that episode 6 should have revolved entirely around Boba and his struggle with the Pikes leading up until this uh, war in episode 7. I right. think that they spoiled too much with fan service in that episode showing us luke and gave especially uh longtime fans of star wars too much hope for the potential of seeing um a much larger larger culmination of things happening in the season finale so everything from about the halfway point of episode six onwards just inherently felt anticlimactic because they had given us way too much too early on now yeah if the entire sequence of mando arriving on Luke's planet to drop off the uh, the Beskar or to Grogu, um, and then leaving us with the decision of either picking Yoda's lightsaber or the armor. That to me should have been the end credit scene of the show. He should have finished his uh, dealings with Boba on Tatooine, and then the end credit scene should have been him arriving on that planet, having that conversation with Ahsoka, and then leaving without talking to Grogu and having us sit on that cliffhanger at the end of the season to sort of find out uh, whether or not Grogu's going to become the first student of Luke's Academy. I think right. it would have 
only been more impactful as a scene to end the series, but I also think that it would have given us far more development time for all of the other characters that should have been the focus of the show. Yeah, agree. And like, don't get me wrong, I thought the majority of the episodes in the show were good, and episode one, two, five, seven, uh, even six in a lot of parts was very, very good, and I, I didn't mind four either. Episode three was lackluster, as we talked about, but I just, I truly think that episode six happened too early, and it's it's going to, I, I feel like people are going to take this and expect that like that's the level that they need to meet in order to appease fans in future star wars content okay so six and a half slash seven for you as well yeah that's fair virtual high five ryan (laughs) fuck your high five get on our critiquing (laughs) level bro no i can't because i'm not a real star wars fan if you don't agree with us well (laughs) no i'm my own person i don't need to conform to your bullshit no, that's good. <laughs> hey, I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, if this was a standalone Star Wars show and it was just, like, a culmination of random stories coming together, I'd probably also give it, like, an 8 to an 8.5. But because it was a Boba show, I can't give it anything above a 7. Yeah, that's true. Like, it, it basically is the same way that they did those uh, Marvel Netflix shows with Luke Cage and Daredevil, and then they had the Defenders where they all came together, and that was like a whole separate like thing, right? And it didn't take away from the stories that was um, in those particular shows. And yeah, they kind of they did they did that backwards essentially. They they had the Defenders, but they called it like Daredevil, basically. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I see yeah. Where, you're, where you're coming from. All right. Well, what's the next Star Wars project? Uh, Obi Wan comes out May twenty sixth. Fifth, May twenty fifth. Sorry to all of you Star Wars nerds <laughs> out there, you are not yeah. getting something on May the fourth. It makes me a little happy on the inside, just because of the turmoil that creates. However, on the <laughs> other flip side of that coin, what a missed opportunity, though. Like, why wouldn't you? Is it really so much of a stretch to fucking give us something on Star Wars Day? I I guess. My only thing that I can think of is that they wanted to alternate Star Wars and Marvel properties, um, and it just, with their plans that they made like a year ago, it just didn't line up that way. Well, I mean, how many episodes of Moon Knight are we getting? It's a You said it was a limited series, right? Yeah. Well, so it'll be like, yeah. what, six, seven episodes? I, I think so. I think six episodes Probably. is what it's supposed to be. And if they follow suit, they might drop two right off the hop. So that means there's really only going to be five weeks of episodes, which yeah, I guess would run over. Would it? Would that run over? Yeah, I guess from March 30th to to May 4th. Let me take a look at the calendar real quick. March 30th is a Wednesday. Uh, so be March one, 30th being when the last episode of Moon Knight would air. Two, three, four, five. Oh, well, twenty. No, the 30th is 27th is like the fourth week. Well, hold on. One, two, three, four. No, 27 would be the fifth week. And then we would have a week's reprieve because the fourth also falls on a Wednesday. But that's if they follow suit. That's if they do like the two episode drop in the beginning, like they've been doing, and then give us the rest weekly. Yeah. At the very least, I feel like we're getting some kind of announcement on May the 4th for some other Star Wars property. I I doubt they're not going to do anything with that date, especially if there's a Taika Waititi movie coming out in 2023 christmas they're probably going to use that i oh, can no. see that 2023 christmas is still like a year and a half away what am i thinking yeah I was let's thinking still 20... wait out 
I was thinking 2022 Christmas. So yeah, I, I don't know what they would do with that then, but I doubt that they would just not do anything with May the 4th. I think we'll see the Fallen Order 2 trailer. Ooh. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Fallen well, Order. Well, the rumor... The rumor is is that it is supposed to be announced and released by the end of 2022. So I've heard that they were going to announce it sometime. Like they were going to do a full announcement before E3 this year. You know what I think oh, they'll e do? I thought E3 it, wasn't happening this year. Of course it is. E3 happens every year, sir. Get out of here. No, didn't it get? Didn't get shelved? Well, I mean, they'll either have E3 natural or they'll have a digital E3. I don't remember hearing it get shelved. Something will go, and even if they don't have what is quote-unquote e3 game companies are still going to put shit out we'll still get a a microsoft and a well sony hasn't been doing conferences for years now but we'll still get a microsoft well, and bethesda conference so the yeah. this article from january 17th 2022 is saying that the in-person e3 is definitely canceled and the digital event is probably also canceled but it hasn't been confirmed yet okay well the in-person thing i understand because covid so right that's a that's a thing but i mean yeah. the digital presentation i imagine would still be a thing and even if it's not linked directly to e3 like i was saying um we're still going to get conferences come june and so i don't what know I though, think, wasn't there like a whole controversy with the last like one or two e3s that like nothing was announced and it was all by the independent company that they announced stuff around e3 and there was like no point for e3 being like a thing if that was the case so I, I feel like we're going, I, I can't I can't come up with any concrete examples, but I remember it being a co topic of conversation on Reddit where people were like, yeah, E3 stopped being like the big, oh, come here to announce all the games coming out for the year. Because with COVID for the last two years, everyone's just been announcing their games when they're ready, especially since a lot of people are working from home, games are delayed. Um, like, who's to say that the games even slated to come out in 2022 are all going to come out? Like, already, I think Gotham Knights has been delayed. Um, well, I mean, E3 isn't about what's coming out that year. It's just about what's coming out. I think you're I right, though, Ollie, but I think you're thinking of... Uh the year before that because if i remember correctly okay, the one that you're talking about the only big announcement was halo infinite and we basically only got a trailer that was maybe a few seconds long longer than the teaser that they initially showed, yeah the, like, the, the, the slip space prior. trailer i think it was the slip space engine trailer that i'm thinking of yeah and that's why i said last one to two years because i wasn't sure if it was last year the one before that but yeah um I don't know. All, all I remember reading is that a lot of people were thinking that E3 is just basically dead anyways and that like there's no point running it because all the all the studios are just doing their own announcements when they feel like it anyways. Either way, what I'm thinking is uh, May will get the announcement that there is uh, the next Fallen Order and there might be like a, a, like a teaser trailer and then I think come whatever they're calling it this year whatever the conference huh. is, I think we'll see some more in-depth stuff and we'll get some gameplay and shit as well. That's my yeah. prediction. I, I can definitely I also see think, that. I also think we're starting, we're going to start seeing more of a trend where um, companies are going to release their trailers and stuff like very shortly before the games actually come out, kind of Bethesda style, just because there's been way too many delays and way too many like disappointing um reveals and and releases and things like that that yeah I and guess. with covid work from home like what happened with battlefield 2042 and if i don't know if you guys heard crossfire x's multiplayer and campaign i think dropped on on xbox just the other day and that was like a fish out of water like right away so, oh, so 
oh, apparently it's like unplayable, like worse than Battlefield 2042. <laughs> really? Yeah. Damn. Well, that's yep. that's no bueno. On the flip no side of that, bueno. um, have you guys heard that uh, the what what are they called? Like the critical uh, review, like pre-showing for uh, the Batman started a couple of days ago. Even though the movie is like, what is it? Still a couple months out. Like, is it a May release as well? I think it's March, early March, isn't it? Let's find out. I it was it's either March, that, like cause... March fourth or fourteenth, something like that. March fourth, twenty twenty-two. Good yeah, call. March fourth. Oh yeah, that's oh, fuck me. That's like, soon. But still, that's it's early because soon. usually, usually those pre-shows are what like a week at most. Generally, yeah. So that honestly, to me, that that gives me more hope for this movie. Like if they're confident enough in their work that they're releasing it uh, an early cut to reviewers to get these reviews like almost a month uh, before the actual movie comes out, then uh, I, I feel confident that it's going to be pretty good at least. Okay, one thing about the new Batman movie is when they announce- when they drop that poster like last week or the week before that, um, the Riddler. Why is he dressed up like a gimp? <laughs> i did hear a lot of like talk about that and just like how people thought it was a little weird yeah like i don't i, I mean it, it i guess they don't really want to redo the whole top hat and suit with question marks on it but at the same time i feel like that's like well no inst- instead he's, he's wearing like a not a bomber jacket but like a it's it's a straight up like BDSM. But that is, that is a like, fucking mask. gimp mask. That is yeah. Oh my goodness! One fucking second. <laughs> one one hundred percent. So I'm Boy. I'm really curious <laughs> yeah. where are they. What the are, fuck are is they, that? <laughs> are they going like a really edgy direction with him? I know he's supposed to be the main villain of the movie, but I, yeah, I'm I'm really curious how his character is going to play out. Aside from that, the movie looks great. Yeah, I agree. I'm very oh, excited for it. That is a strange design choice, that, in my yeah, opinion. Very strange design choice. Too strange. Yeah. yeah, and too bad I'm not in town with you guys and we can all go see it. But that's definitely going to be like a release night watch for me. Well, what is the 4th of March? It is a Friday. Of course it is, which means we won't be able to get to see it day of launch. Nope. Oh, uh, well, probably, it's usually no. Thursday night. Thursday night after like 8 p.m., they'll show it. I wouldn't and be I'm, able to see it for a couple of days at that point. And I'm I'm gone a week, like a week after that, not even. So gross. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, I'll be gone five days after after release. So if we don't catch it in the first week, then we yeah, can, then we'll mm-hmm. yeah. When I get back, because wife and I are going on vacay. Okay. Um. And then uh, DC recently also dropped that. Um. What is it? A TV spot? I guess it is a trailer, but it. It throws in a lot of the other DC properties that are coming out this year. Yeah, a little bit of the Batman, a little bit of Black Adam, which still I think is going to be like the greatest DC film that ever was. Um, at least I'm hoping anyway. I'm really intrigued so. by it. There's a lot of characters in that movie that I don't know very much about uh, for DC. And yeah, I'm really curious how that's going to play out. Should be interesting. But I think last time we spoke about it, I think was it Ryan's theory that was saying that he's going to be an anti, he's going to be a villain turned anti-hero or something like that. I think and, he's just going to start off as an anti-hero. But I mean, I think yeah, well, traditionally, I think he, you know what, I'm going to look it up, but I think traditionally he is a villain. Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, 
kind of like it depends on the run that you're looking at but in, in a lot yeah. of them he's anti-hero in a lot of them he is like a superman level villain so it, it can go either way but I think that this one, like, just because it's Dwayne Johnson, I think that he's probably going to be an anti-hero for the sake of keeping him in the yeah. DCE. And I don't mind that at all. I think that'd be I, fucking awful. I feel like, if anything, since Henry Cavill is, like, out from playing Superman, I, I, I feel like I feel that, that Dwayne Johnson is probably going to take, like, the forefront, if not Jason Momoa and Aquaman, of, like, the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Um, well, according That's just to the way I see right. it. DC mention.com, he is not to mention that this both was... hero and villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Black Adam with Dwayne Johnson has been in the works since when it was announced in what, like 2012? It's like, been a when long was it? Time, yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like it was nearly a decade ago at this point that they announced that project. So I, I, I kind of have high hopes for this. Mm-hmm. But I know they Me only too. really started production, you know, like in recent years. So I can't fault them too much. It's not like it's been in development hell. It's just probably really hard to get Dwayne Johnson to, you know, open up a few months to film this movie. Oh, yeah. Because you know he's probably doing a bunch of other projects at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, don't probably. think this guy really stops. But if this, if the Black Adam movie is good, I feel like I would be able to excuse uh, the Flashpoint movie changing the timeline. Like as much as I, I love the Snyder cut, if if they seem like they have a good direction that they're going off of with the Flashpoint movie and in the future of DCEU films, I'd kind of be okay with it. Like to an extent, I think that a lot of the characters are just played out too much like we've seen so many different variants of batman and superman yeah not a lot of them good and it's nice that we're getting newer heroes it would be cool if we could see like a good classic version of some of uh like some of these heroes but i also i i don't mind that uh they're sort of willing to open things up in a new direction especially with some of the characters that they're introducing in black adam like dr fate and hawkeye like that's uh, yeah, I think it's I'll, fucking sick that those characters are finally coming to the DCEU. You guys will probably give me flack for this, but I'm going to try not to compare those characters to the ones we've seen in the CW-verse um, Flash and Arrow <laughs> shows. Because, I mean, we didn't get Adam Smasher, but we did get the Adam, which coincidentally was yeah. Brandon Routh, who did play Superman. And then we got um, Hawkman and Hawk girl woman i can't remember um, what she goes by because hot girl um, hot girl yeah and and they were like the most cringy part it is about... it is hot girl or hot woman it's actually it's both yeah i just oh. can't remember specifically which one they hot woman. yeah which one they used in in the flash series when they when they introduced uh, legends of tomorrow but they were easily like the worst part about that show and but already <laughs> just from the trailer like hawkman looks like a freaking badass and i love his suit mm-hmm. so yeah it looks so cool i'm 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 looking forward to this movie and dr fate i've only seen him in the animated dc movies and mm-hmm. i'm i'm really interested ever since constantine uh the tv show with matt ryan uh was a thing because they had hit they had dr fate's helmet in one of in his like lair um in constantine's like house and that's cool yeah so because it's like whoever puts the helmet on gets possessed by uh whatever entity is inside the helmet so i'm really curious Mm -hmm. to see 
where they'll go with that. And then I don't think we saw anything new with the Flash in that promo, did we? I don't think so, no. It, from Even uh, from the Batman um, clips that they put in there, it looked like it was just the stuff that we'd seen from the trailer. The only new thing was the like two scenes from uh, Black Adam that we didn't see from that original trailer. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if true. it's just like the... Because I was a fan of their old um, animated movies uh, with like um, the Jon Stewart Green Lantern instead of Hal Jordan. Uh, and I, I almost would have preferred it be Hawk Girl over Hawkeye in this movie, just because she was a more prominent character Hawk in Man. Uh, Hawk Man, whatever. Yeah, um, it's because it it keeps sounding like bird you're person. Just, <laughs> just generalize them as bird person, please. I mean, they're probably pretty cute under that mask. But he keeps just like sound like you're saying Hawkeye, like like Marvel. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Hawk dude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know if it's just because I was a, a fan of those old shows, but I prefer to see her instead of him. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I I agree with you. She's been more prominent from what I remember in all the old cartoons and whatnot. Um, but I feel like aren't their stories like tied together? Aren't they people they at are. least yeah, at least the story that was in the CW verse was that they're constantly killed and reincarnated and they remember each other and they come back to each other no matter like what form they're in. So I, right. I imagine I'm quite certain they're lovers as well. Yeah. I, I'd imagine she's gonna be in this movie to some extent. Okay, cool. I I didn't know that. Honestly, my knowledge on DC stuff is relatively lackluster past like the main couple of characters. <laughs> Batman, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Superman. That stuff I kind of know a little bit, but that's sort of the extent of it. That's fair. Um I, I just yeah, I don't see her being too prominent in because they've already chosen that. Um, to show us Hawkman, unless that was just like a, a fib and the Hawk girl will actually be the prominent one in that movie. I just or don't both. see them introducing. Yeah, but like two of the same thing is going to, I don't know, get a little crazy for people, I think. Yeah, if they're meant to be together, they should be together. Yeah, or maybe that will be integral to the story why she's not there. Maybe she just happened to, maybe she will die in the first like 30 minutes of the movie and oh it's no big deal because she'll be reincarnated and they can always introduce her again in the next movie or something like that or later on in the film right because i mean because to me this... that would give them like a reason to fight black adam so yeah, I, i'd imagine that and shazam could... is the character in this universe still so it's not like they don't know that those powers are capable of good so i, I yeah. wouldn't say that they would just initially label black adam as a villain or as their enemy, unless he did something to, to earn that title. That's true. The other thing I'm curious about is how they're going to go about... Well, I guess, yeah, okay, maybe not, because my question is, do we know when this movie takes place in the timeline? Because uh, No fucking clue. I have no, no idea. Clue. I don't think I, that we have any reference for timeline now that we know that Flashpoints is changing what we I know kind of. I kind of want to say the rumors was that this this movie is taking place, at least what I heard years and years ago, was that this movie was taking place before the events of Man of Steel and, and all that. Because I'm curious how they're going to explain how Adam Smasher, Dr. Fate, Hawkman, Hawkgirl were not around when, you know, the whole world was ending. Well, I mean, that's that's why I think that it all sort of hinges on the Flashpoint movie, because it is doing away with the canon that we know. So in the same way that like 
we could look at it as the sense of these are the Justice League members of this timeline. There isn't a Superman or a Batman or whatever in this universe. They're not the protectors of Earth at this point. It's up to this group of like uh, these other heroes uh, to do it. And I think traditionally that is what Dr. Fate initially was. He's like the Sorcerer Supreme, basically, of DC. Yeah. Um, so it, it is more or less his job to protect Earth from magical forces at least well yeah um, that's true so they they could easily write him off being like okay that wasn't his problem because there's more to it and he's probably he could even be connected to the multiverse right well as it stands at this moment um where this takes place in in the timeline is unknown there are no plot details uh that have been leaked or or otherwise given out right now so it is a complete mystery okay okay thank you google Hmm. <laughs> yeah but i don't know just from like the the trailer i did get the vibe that this maybe takes place in like i don't know the 70s but i i could be wrong i mean that would kind of make sense because isn't we only ever see dr fate's host as like a really old man and a lot of the uh representations of him in the animated uh series yeah like he's always really old and doesn't want to put the helmet back on I'm um, sure it's doing something to his insides. Yeah, I'm well, sure it's like the, the whole thing that, the thing that lives in the helmet, like Doctor Fate, is the, the Naboo, like is the ancient. Spirit. Yeah, Naboo. Um, he he wants to <clears throat> live in the material world still. So there's always a power struggle when somebody puts on the helmet if they have an affinity for magic that he doesn't want to give up his host body. And once you put on the helmet, you sort of surrender your um consent in doing so so he can leave your spirit trapped in that helmet for millennia as he controls your body as an immortal form basically right yeah i'm pretty sure going back to what you said about it changing his mind or whatever i think that's a plot point in the justice league dark movie or or it was um young justice or something like that i feel like it's come up in one of the more recent um i think i think it is young justice yeah yeah, I, I I definitely remember that. I think Wally put on the helmet, and then the the guy that originally was Doctor Fate had to talk Naboo out of keeping the host body, uh, and like gave essentially put his spirit into the helmet to keep Naboo company, um, so that he wouldn't uh, just take over somebody's body randomly. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm just watching the the Black Adam trailer here to get an idea of if it's more modern or more in the past. And I'm seeing a lot of modern weaponry, like a lot of... That's what I was going to say too, but HK I don't know why. HK-416s and MP7s, but I mean, to be real, those guns have been around in history for a while too, right? So Yeah, uh, and, the, and the architecture of the place where Adam Smasher is running through, I mean, that could just be like a middle eastern country that you know its infrastructure hasn't been updated in like 30 40 years so could be modern day it just looks um well i mean (laughs) that's basically how they do any place that's considered a third world country regardless of the fact that they don't look like that right yeah (laughs) it could literally be like modern day mexico and they'd make fucking like stone huts yeah it it, i don't i don't think that like the cars i would say are more of a uh would give you more of an idea of like a point in time, but I don't remember seeing any, any vehicles. Yeah. Not, not anything really springs to mind, to be honest. I'm just really hyped for this movie. Like I really want to see it. 
When does it come out? Me too. Um, good question. I think it's, all Did of it those have movies an official release date? Well, all of them come out this year. I thought that was the point of the promo. Yeah, Because yeah, it's all what right. you'll see in 2022. I think Flash... July 29th, sir. July 29th? Oh, okay. okay. Sir, well. And then Flash comes out after that, and then Aquaman closer to, like, Christmas? Yeah, Flash is November 4th, the Batman is March 4th, as we know, and Aquaman is December 16th. Oh, okay. Nice. So it's going to be a Hell good yeah. year. Good year I hope like so. The superhero genre. Because between all the Disney TV shows and movies and then DC, it's going to be great. I'm not going to lie. My prediction at this moment is that The Flash is, out of all of the four movies that are coming out, I think... I hate to say it. I think The Flash and Aquaman are going to be the two weakest films. I kind mm-hmm. of agree with you. That's the vibe like, I'm getting as well. Aquaman, like the, the first one, was fantastic. This, the, the question is, can, can we capture lightning in a bottle again? Like yeah. That? Because that was a like brilliant so. movie. I mean, yeah, I could be movie. wrong. This, the Batman could completely fucking flop, and, and I will not uh, concede the idea that Black Adam could fail i i I really feel like this is going to be the most banging movie we're going to get all year i think definitely flash is going to be the weakest link unless like you know what we've seen in the trailer is is not at all anything like how the movie's going to be and they're still going to show us way more and they're actually going to have you know the big battle that happens in flashpoint paradox and like it could still blow us away we just haven't seen a lot of the show or of the movie Mm -hmm. And if it is, like, close to the source material for Flashpoint, I would be so happy. And it has the potential to be one of the best superhero movies of all time, in my opinion. But it all depends on the perspective of the director and if that's even what he's trying to go for with this. Or if they're just using it as a scapegoat to reset the timeline, which I think is full potential. Just give me more Ray Fisher as Cyborg, please. Honestly, they better not just get rid of his character. Yeah, I'd be a little upset if they did. I know that last time we kind of talked about this, I remember looking it up and seeing that um, it is confirmed that uh, Michael Keaton will be reprising his role as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. But um, we also know that Ben Affleck is also going to be Batman in that movie as well, even though that timeline is getting cut out. I keep hearing like so right. many flip-flopping things in media about Ben Affleck though. Like I don't know what to believe at this point. Like every other month I hear he's in and then he's out. He's in, he's out. That's so, honestly more or less how it's been going even like before the Justice League movie came out cuz he had been working on a standalone Batman movie where he was the director, the producer and the main uh actor. And then that project got I, I don't know if that was just what ended up becoming the uh Robert Pattinson Batman movie, kind of, um, or if it's a retconned entirely. But he he was doing a lot, and he was definitely flip flopping around the idea of not playing the role of Batman in his own movie as he was directing it. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot of ups and downs with this whole situation, and that's mostly what the DCEU has been in the last like ten or so years. Just flip flops all over the place. Yep. Which kind of sucks because they have a lot of rich source material. There's a lot of story and lore in DC, just as much, if not more, than Marvel. Seriously. And we've gotten very good adaptations of a lot of these characters. It just never continues past like a standalone movie or a few like like a trilogy. Right. Yeah, like 
I would like to see more of Ben Affleck's Batman simply because a he's been the most like actiony Batman we've seen so far with those fight scenes, and then b he's also been the um, I would argue the scariest Batman we've seen. Like that scene oh, where yeah, <laughs> where where they're freeing those girls locked in like the cage in the basement, and then he's just like oh, there yeah. in the fucking like corner, and he scuttles across the fucking wall. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I could see them doing like a horror Batman like movie with him, where like you don't see it fucking coming. Kind of the way Brightburn was with an evil Superman. Right. Um, just well, do that with Ben Affleck's Batman. It wasn't actually Superman. I know, but it was wasn't it James Wan that directed that movie? <laughs> no, yeah. it was. Uh, it was, uh, or no, not him. It was the one that's known for like Gunn. his horror. James, James Gunn. Gunn? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, no, I thought it was Wan the guy, is the I horror was, one. James Wan is him. the one. James Wan is the one that does the horror and the Conjuring films and whatnot. No. Yeah, I thought so. Let me look this up. I'm already on it. One second, sir. I'm pretty sure it was that. Like, oh no, no, you're right. It's James Gunn. Director. It's James hmm. Gunn because *Brightburn* two talks are apparently happening. Oh, okay. Okay, so apparently it was James Gunn. I totally thought it was James Wan. Well, I mean, Did it was I? directed by David Yuraveski. Um, but oh, writers I were think... Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. But I think James Gunn had a hand in it as well. I just don't know. Pro- a producer of some producer, kind. Producer, yeah. Screenwriter, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, anyways, Ben Affleck as a horror Batman, and then I see this uh, Robert Pattinson as, like, a noir detective Batman, because we haven't really seen a whole lot of that detective work, aside from, I guess, Christian Bale's Batman, just a little bit, but from what we've seen in the trailer, it's definitely more, like, noir-esque for Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson. Noir warrior, Jesus Christ! That that that's still that scene where he's like walking down the dark hallway and you see the gunfire, the machine guns yeah. going off, and he's just like strutting through it like it's nothing. Gives me chills yeah. every time I see that. Yeah, so cool. Oh, too good. That movie's going to be way too good. So, like yeah, I said, w- I'm I'm thinking that the Batman and Black Adam are going to they're going to carry the weight of the rest of the DCEU for the next little while. Yeah, hundred percent. And I hope I'm wrong. I, I really hope I'm wrong. I, I hope that Aquaman 2 and this Flash movie um, yeah. kick ass. I, they, well, DC at, needs a fucking win right now. Well, at the, mm-hmm. at the very least, I feel like how they've presented Aquaman is you know way better than how Aquaman has been received in the past. Like, can't remember how many pop culture references there was where everyone was just like shitting on Aquaman and being like, he's the lamest one. He talks to fishes and like, you know, and, and you know, even the boys, <laughs> they have the character that deep that's obviously just like a mockery of aquaman and but with jason momoa's aquaman like they did so well that he's actually like not as lame as people have perceived well, him to no, be in the past. he doesn't talk to mm-hmm. fish he commands the fucking oceans he is yeah. the ocean master yeah exactly <laughs> but then but then as like as as much as i love the the flash and like i i just ezra miller's flash is just i'm not really impressed by it what yeah i don't know what it is but i i'm curious to see how this flashpoint paradox plays out i'm gonna be more into it for the whole lore of the flash than the actual character itself but are you i'm with you on that one hold on where are we at are you saying that you prefer the the guy who plays the flash in the fucking cw series i do well grant gustin yeah like he's good yeah it's not necessarily i think grant gustin is better than ezra miller i just don't think ezra miller is the best fit for the flash 
or at least the character I that I that want to see the Flash become. Because? I think that given good writing, Grant Gustin embodies more of what Barry Allen should be. Yeah, and like, like was- in the first two seasons of the Flash, you do get a lot, of, a lot more quality writing in that show, and he really does feel like a good yeah. fit for the role. Okay. Yeah, like. Um, and there was this whole argument when um, Ezra Miller was first cast as the Flash in the DCEU. Um, all like the whole um, Grant Gustin fan base was like blowing up, basically being like, "Why didn't they give Grant Gustin a shot?" And even Grant Gustin himself tweeted and was like, "I was I was not involved with this at all. Um, they mm-hmm. didn't like offer me a cast, like a an audition or anything like that. And I would have loved to have tried." And then people were being like okay i i I don't quite see grant gustin being a movie flash and then that raised the whole argument of like just because you haven't seen him in a movie doesn't mean he's he would be bad at it and like they totally should have given him a chance and i kind of agree with that he should have at least auditioned for it i agree yeah what just because he's uh he's a tv guy that he can't do movies that's kind of yeah uh... that 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 was a large part of the argument against him playing um, movie Flash, and it was just like, whoa. And even Stephen Amell like tweeted out and was like, Grant Gustin is an amazing actor, and like I think he totally deserves to have gotten a shot. And it's is that the guy stupid. that plays Oliver Queen? Yeah, and it's here. He's a real and, asshole. And it is he? And, <laughs> is he? <laughs> that's what I keep hearing. I hear that he's had like instances on like airplanes and shit. He likes to likes to drink and. That, that's what I've heard, but I mean, I haven't, there's oh. no, take that with a fucking grain of salt. Cause I, I, this is I don't just know. I, I used to be pretty heavily involved in the Arrowverse and, and Flash verse like fandoms. And like, I don't ever remember hearing anything like that. Um, I think it was Nathan was telling me. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just never went to look up their personal lives or anything like that. I know Melissa Benoist is not so great. Uh, I, I think. Who is she? Yeah. She's, she's like cheated on her husband or, or, ex-boyfriend or something like numerous times she was part of like the fappening leaks and everything like that what um, character is this? she plays supergirl, supergirl. oh okay but and it's but funny that's the, because that's the only drama that i've heard it's funny because kevin smith has nothing but nice things to say about her okay i mean i don't know if those are true but that's just what i've heard about her i mean who knows but, but as far as cw verse actors go like i don't think I don't think I've really heard of anyone being super controversial. But yeah, anyways, I, I just think, you know, Grant Gustin has his really great moments in the TV series. And like, I totally would have given him a shot had he been cast in, um, you know, the movies. But yeah, I just like Ezra Miller. I don't know. I just there's something about the way he plays characters that I'm not totally a fan of. I mean, that's fair. Not everybody's gonna gonna like him, right? Yeah, like I, I in the Fantastic Beasts movies, like I just really don't care for his character at all. I, I get that he's pretty integral to the story and whatnot, but yeah, I I'm not blown away. So you just really don't like Ezra Miller? Period, <laughs> is what I, I'm is what I'm getting from. I'm all not. Of this. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's the weak link of the DCEU, in my opinion. And who's the strongest? He's, um, right now, I would say Jason Momoa as Aquaman. That's fair. I mean, it would have been, for me, it would have been Henry Cavill, but uh, yeah. they decided that they're going to go elsewhere yeah. with that. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're still in the talks of doing the next Superman story with a black Superman. I think that's the last I heard of it. I mean, so be it if they do. Just don't make um, it. Um, just don't make it Clark Kent. Clark Kent, yeah. That's that's my only, that's my thing. Don't make it Clark yeah. Kent. I'm tired of Clark Kent. We've, we've overdone Clark Kent. 
I agree. Give me, give me somebody new. Give me a new story. Give me something, something awesome. Because if we're just gonna get country bumpkin Clark Kent, but African American, it's, it's, there's nothing's different. You've just swapped the race. I want something different. I want a, a, a different story with different beats, different conflicts. Well, you could argue that. Um, I think that's not the first time. DC would have done that like the whole uh Flash family with like Iris West they were originally like a redhead family and then they just changed them to being um African American sure and I think that ruffled like a few feathers and people were arguing the same thing they should have just like invented a different you know storyline with with Flash or whatever and not replaced the original like West family um that way but I mean to me like the side characters don't matter all that much for for like changing story elements of them as long as it's not something integral to the hero's story I mean that's fair but you have to think about how uh Barry Allen's Flash disappeared from the comic runs for a good like 15 years at least mm-hmm. I think and Wally West was the mantle that took well you know yeah wally west was the one well, that was the flash he still is really like in in the yeah. more recent runs of even uh like justice league comics wally west is is the flash barry allen isn't in as many of them anymore especially compared to, to wally. yeah and and wally west's character i think they really butchered in the flash tv series um oh yeah i, think, I haven't I made it they... far enough in yet I think they got rid of him entirely. I think he was like Kid Flash for like a season, maybe. And then I think he just, he, yeah, he took like a university course in a different town. So he's off the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think they're just going ahead with like Bart Allen and Excess uh, or whatever his kids go by. Well, we're on the topic of African American heroes. Do you know what I really want to see? What? What? John Stewart as uh oh. green lantern okay I, oh, yeah. I, I was hoping something like that would come up because at the end i didn't watch the last season of arrow but i'm told in the last episode they had um uh, what's the character's name i know he goes by spartan later on but uh yeah john diggle the mm-hmm. um like arrows yeah body. like oliver oliver queen's like bodyguard in that show um he ends up finding like a meteorite that glows green and then it like that's the end i think it's an end credit scene or something like that so they were mm-hmm. setting him up to be a green lantern um and that's i think the closest we got to it oh there was um an episode of the flash actually it was a season premiere where they had barry allen go to um get pizza in a different city and then when he was there at like the pizza place there was a dude wearing a bomber jacket that had the name um uh whatever one ryan reynolds played hal jordan hal jordan yeah it had he had a name tag hal jordan but the camera was low so you couldn't see above his neck but that was the other closest time we got to seeing green lantern in the tv series but i I would love yeah sorry i i would love to see john stewart because that's the one i think i grew up with um in in the in the tv shows and everything the animated tv yeah, now, same here. would you would you prefer that they took somebody from from the television series or would you rather them cast somebody from hollywood they could totally try giving um i don't know the actor's name the one that played john diggle but i feel like they they could 
they could kind of give it to him, but it's a little bit different because he wasn't ever a Green Lantern in the show. They've never technically had a Green Lantern, so a little bit of a different scenario with Grant Gustin, but um, sure, like get, have it an open casting call and and maybe even give preference to some of the people that have been on the show. I think I would... Now, I know the obvious would be Michael B. Jordan in mm. some regards, but do you know who I would love to see play Jon Stewart? Jamie Ooh. Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I think mm. Jamie Foxx could be uh, could be a lantern for sure. He already he already does action movies, so he's got that bit down. And uh, I mean, I know he's been in Marvel as a villain, but like, I think he could pull off a John Stewart. For John Stewart, I think I think more of the guy. The first person that comes to mind for me is the guy who played Cole um, in Gears of War. Because in real life, I think he is an actor and he is a pretty beefy dude. The guy that plays Coltrane? Yeah, Coltrane. I just don't know if oh, Train that, is his real that, last name, but it's, it's it's not. But that um that guy uh is what's his name? Uh, Richardson, I think. One second. Uh, I think he's come up before in previous conversation. He has, but he's not <laughs> he's not fit to be he's not fit. He's a big dude. He wouldn't he there's no way they would cast him for that unless he lost like a bunch of weight and then balked up. Otherwise, you know, bring Michael Clark Duncan back the same way you brought Superman in <laughs> Dawn of the Justice League. Like take his corpse, bring it to an alien ship and mix your blood with some sort of Kryptonian tech and then bring him back yeah, from the dead? bring him back because I could totally see him being Jon Stewart. He played Michael, Kingpin. No, he's too... Because he, he can play Kingpin. <laughs> but I don't know. I just like... I, I When I think of Jon Stewart, I think of someone like more imposing than than michael b jordan or john stewart's not a he's not a fucking he's not a tower he's not a monster he's he's a regular looking dude sterling k brown maybe sterling k brown let me look up who that is oh come on or if we cut some weight off of uh what's his name uh winston duke oh yeah i could see sterling k brown where have i seen him in or duke winston no winston duke Although he's a big dude, I don't know if we can cut weight off. Oh, Sterling K. Brown's Artemis. been in. Yeah. He's been in. He's been in all kinds of shit. Yeah, he was but in the, Brooklyn Nine Nine. He was in the Predator he movie. Was, he was in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who did he play? Yeah, he was the. He was the. Um, it was the episode where where Holt and Peralta are interrogating that guy and they're playing good cop bad cop. He works in like the dentist office. I don't remember, but I remember him from that's Hotel like Artemis. That's one of on the Netflix. best episodes, hands down. Like that's. I think I know Terry what you're talking. Cruz. Oh, Terry Cruz. Cruz. I don't Terry know. Cruz. No way. He's I don't too, know. He's, John, again, he's, he's a mon- you guys bastard. are picking monsters of men <laughs> to play a to play a lean guy. Like I don't think I don't think Terry don't Cruz think would fit at all. I think that would be the weirdest casting choice. <laughs> it would be so funny. I don't. Okay, but that's the thing is I don't picture John Stewart as a lean guy. Or uh, or uh, uh, what's the guy from Criminal Minds and SWAT? Oh, that's a good choice. Oh, Shamar Moore. Yeah, because yeah, he has like yeah, the leanness to him, but he still has the like very structured facial features. I can right. definitely see him playing that part. Shamar yeah. Moore, fucking that's that's my vote. I'm locking it in. That's my or vote I, for for John Stewart. How about how about how about Idris Elba? <laughs> no just silent okay how about um don't get me wrong i dude? love idris elba i do he's a phenomenal actor and, a, and an amazing human being but not for john stewart yeah, he's too no. wide he's too he's too thick 
How about um the guy who does Family Feud? Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey? <laughs> the guy's like 90. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Fucking Steve Harvey. See, like, if they were going to cast Idris Elba as somebody, they would have to cast him as, like, <coughs> I can see him as Lex Luthor. I think that would be an interesting casting choice. Or, or hang on, Ooh, right? Um, are they, okay... Um, Martian Manhunter was obviously cut out of, you know, the DCEU because he didn't make it until the Snyder Cut landed on HBO Max. Yeah. And he, and, um, if I recall correctly, he was supposed to be played by the general that, um, that, uh, what's-her-face Lois talks to a few times. Wasn't that Mm -hmm. the original intention, that it was supposed to be him? Well, that's what we got at, like, the end, the end scene of, um, the Snyder Cut, yeah. Yeah. Harry Lennox. So, so why what mm-hmm. what what if what if they give him an audition for it? I wouldn't mind that. Harry Lennox as Jon Stewart? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Too old. I can see it. I don't know because I like what I remember of Jon Stewart is he's a pretty like like militaristic like personality to him. Be that as it may, Harry Lennox is too old. But Martian looks. Manhunter, I can I don't care. Martian Manhunter, yes, definitely. Um I can because they've already you you already have that image of it, but Jon Stewart needs to be a I mean, it doesn't have to be a young-looking dude because Shamar Moore is also. I just, I old. don't know. I just, I think I know that Michael B. Jordan can get pretty, pretty fucking big, but him and Jamie Fox, I just, I, I, I can't picture it being John Stewart. I just think Michael B. Jordan would look a little too young for the part. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think I, John Stewart's got to be a guy in like his fifties. That's what I picture. That's honestly like more or less how I always imagined him as well. Like I always pictured that he he had like done his time in the military and like he had seen combat yeah. from the majority. Then of his then one hundred percent Shamar Moore needs to play John Stewart. Oh yeah, I'm totally yeah. with you on that casting choice, man. I think I that's spot it. on. <laughs> DC writers, if you're listening, <laughs> we've done it again. We have created another solid idea and foundation we are willing to have talks and dinner at yeah. the local most expensive steakhouse in the city so our ideas go. you guys okay, so make sense yeah. here's a here's a top 10 actors who should play john stewart according to uh an imdb posting Fuck um, okay john okay. david Wa- john david washington the guy who starred in tenet no i don't no. think so um this next one is is an is an easy no for me, John Boyega. No. No. Uh Sterling K. Brown is listed here. Oh, he was Nailed in Black it. Panther. He was in Black yeah, Panther. He was the he played the uncle. He was That's... in the beginning. Oh, you're right. You're totally right. Okay, uh Trevante Rhodes, the guy who starred in Moonlight. I thought he was a pretty good actor. I could see him doing it. Have you guys uh, seen Moonlight? I have not. Oh, that was the one that Marshala Ali won like best supporting actor in uh at the Oscars for. He was also um, in The Predator. Get out. Oh, this guy. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, okay. I think I could see him doing it. He would be sure. my sec. He oh. would be my second. My second place choice. Yeah, okay. I, I thought he was a really good actor. Actually, third place. I would pick. I would pick Sterling K. Brown over him. Yeah, because like, yeah. If you guys haven't seen Moonlight, I recommend watching it. It. Um. I. I didn't know what the movie was about going into it, but it didn't matter. It was a really good movie, and he was. A, he was a really good actor. But I mean, he was in like a third of the movie because the movie takes place over the course of like. 60 years following this character he played fair enough um, okay who else who else we got uh michael j white an actor from really? dynamite 
I know who Michael J. White is. He's a, he's a fantastic martial artist. Um, oh, is he's he? Get, okay. He's getting up there in, in age, though. Like, he's... Is he? Is he the one that plays... I watched, like, two seasons of Black Lightning. I think he's the one that plays, um, like, the superintendent of the school or something not, like that. Not Black Lightning. Black Dynamite. He's the guy that played Al oh. Simmons. He's, he's the original Spawn. The Spawn movie. Oh, yeah, one. okay. Oh, I know what you're okay. talking about then. Okay, uh, next one, I don't know, but Kelvin Harrison Jr.? Ooh, one second. Kelvin Harrison Jr. I don't know who this guy is. He's too young looking. Yeah, too young looking. Um, next one, Stephen or Stefan James. Uh, also, I think too young looking to play Jon Stewart. Uh, Stefan James. Oh, this guy. Um, what's he? What's he been in? Twenty One Bridges is where I remember seeing his face in. Even oh, though I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen the movie. That. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he could. Okay. Who's um, next? Next one is David Oyelowo, who starred in Selma, which I believe was the Martin Luther King uh, Jr. movie. I think he played Martin Luther King Jr. in that. Oyelowo. Uh, one second. Oh, okay. Okay, I know this guy. Yeah. Um, I could, I, not even I don't on know my enough. List. Not yeah, I don't bit. even. Yeah, I don't even know enough about him. Um, Andre Holland, another guy from Moonlight. I definitely will say no to this one. I don't think he he looks anything like I picture John Stewart to be. No, not even. No. <laughs> and then you guys are gonna love this last one. Um, Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese Gibson, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He's number ten. That's a, that's to play John Stewart. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was in no particular order. It was just a a, a top ten. Not one found. single person thought Shamar Moore. That's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Tyrese Gibson, get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> stick, like to that make, stick to making fucking Transformers Fast and Furious movies. movies. Yeah, <laughs> Transformers movies as well. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to me that list just seemed like a couple of big names and then like a couple of award winners they weren't actually yeah. good casting choices like they clearly yeah. didn't put effort into it they were just like oh yeah these guys might maybe be able to pull off a role like this which is the majority of these fan castings to be honest yeah like, and like the other half are just the ones that look the most similar to the character regardless of how yeah. good they are when it comes to acting <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I feel like Idris Elba definitely carries the look that I, I, I envision the most of Jon Stewart. But I also agree with Alex that I don't think he would be like the perfect fit for Jon Stewart. No, mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I mean, I would love to see Idris Elba in the DCEU anyways. And personally, oh, I, I mean, I he think is. he makes. Well, yeah, but like he, as a, he, I, I think as a sport. Sorry, as what, a who, more oh, sorry, character. as a as a villain is what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and then also at that at that moment time that I was saying that my brain totally blanked on the Suicide Squad. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, who's to know if who's to know if that's even canon? canon? Was there anything in the movie that like really connected it to anything? I don't even think they because it it they ignored the canon of the first Suicide Squad movie because there was two characters that came Captain back. Boomerang. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, uh, and Rick Flag. Rick Flag and um, Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's right. And and yeah, they definitely didn't reference the first movie at all. So that's not even canon anymore, I presume. 
Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I assume this new one directed by James Gunn is canon, though. I would think so. Well, I mean, it carries over into Peacemaker, and I really do wish we actually had more time to get on that, but we're already pushing our two-hour yeah. mark here. Um, but definitely a discussion we can table for next week. Um, yeah, because yeah, we'll have the finale by next week, I believe. I think it's nine episodes. And that gives Ryan time to binge it all in one day. Yeah. That's unlikely to happen, but Sorry, I will be, days, I'll, I'll be caught up in, in some form or another on the show. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, I think uh, now's a good time to call it. We were definitely pushing pushing some time there. But, and uh, yeah, but, uh, hell yeah, that was fucking. I will say here in the show that this was an awesome episode. Just just put yeah, that out there. I agree. I, just because I, I can. We had a good time. Uh, and once more with feeling uh, people at D.C., Contact us. We've got the ideas. You should seriously, or at the very least, ideas. sponsor us, please. We'll take sponsor. <laughs> we'll take sponsorship as well. In fact, I will not even. I won't even scoff at that. Um, hell yeah! Shoutouts. A big, fat shout out over to Matt the Rat, who is our producer over at RatHouse.net. That's R-A-T-T-H-A-U-S dot net. You can check us out there. You can check us out pretty much everywhere else that podcasts are made, but also over at Rat House, our other podcasts, uh, part of that uh, Rat House family, uh, also like uh, Twat FM uh, or The World According to Fear and MDI. Shoutouts over to Fear and MDI because you guys got me into podcasting. few new shoutouts this week just because I want to shout out again to Javier over, uh, well, not just Javier, but Javier and the boys over at Nerd Talk Plus. If you like our content, you'll probably like their content. You should go check them out. They're a good group of guys, and I'm hoping that we can do a collaboration real soon here in the future. Another shout-out over to Adam, all the way out across the pond in the UK. He runs the Tales from the Animal Kingdom. Go check him out, too. He's a a beast of different nature. That man does... uh, I mean, I don't... It's more of a discussion podcast. Uh, they talk about all kinds of stuff, from the weird to the nerdy to the whatever. Like, if, if you're if you want something interesting to listen to, go check that shit out too, because that stuff is fucking awesome. And then I guess one final shout out uh, to Joe over at Blind Knowledge, who is one of our content publishers, one of our few content publishers. Um, I know he wants us to do a spot sometime soon, and I know he wants to do uh, an interview with us at one point, and we'll get there. Um, but thank you for promoting us. Like uh, You, you kind of came out of nowhere, and we sat down and had a chat one day and kind of laid it all out for me, and yeah, I'm, uh, we're all in. So uh, thank you again for, for all the work that you're doing uh, with the constant promotion. And uh, anybody else? Anybody else got shoutouts? Holy shoutout, Batman. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. <laughs> I know. I added some I didn't really need to, uh, but like I, I just wanted to. I wanted That's to get fair. that out there. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I think I'm just going to give my shout-out to our boy Ryan Synthetic, who's been starting to stream um, semi-frequently, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. More than, more than semi-frequently. He's yeah, been on you... quite, quite a bit. What was He's... it, like a Sunday to Wednesday streaming yep. schedule, was it? Exactly. Yeah, and that's synthetic. S Y N T H E T I K seven S because he's not going to spell it out for you later. So I will. Yeah, he's a appreciate it. Definitely check (laughs) him out. And then also, I have also created a Twitch channel. It is under the general uh, name of Nerdy Nomicron. 
Um, all, you know, I really didn't think about that after I created it. I was like, well, how are they going to know who's on here? Yeah. <laughs> but, it's like, <laughs> but it's like too late. I feel like at this point, our fans probably know that you are the one taking charge with all the nerdy Nomicron accounts. That is fair. I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Fine. That's yeah. That's yeah. Fine. Like, like I like to do the collaboration stuff. I don't know. Hands-on stuff for me is just a little bit too much with school and, and whatnot. So yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, you can check out Ryan, you can check me out, I guess, over at nerdy Nomicron, uh, the Twitch channel. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to start doing some more stuff lately. I think I did a f- about like what, 45 minutes the other night, uh, with a little neon abyss, just kind of testing, testing out how things work. Uh, I'm in the process of learning how to get my capture card going so that I, I can actually record what I'm doing and leave it up for Twitch. You find Twitch folk. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll start getting, I want to get a schedule going, but it's kind of hard with work and other personal life, um, especially with vacations and whatnot coming up and, and all of my other extracurriculars that I'm doing, plus other projects on top of that. Um, but I hopefully would like to get uh, get to streaming a little more frequently. Uh, I know with the launch of Witch Queen coming out uh, in 10 days, there's probably going to be a lot of content, a load of content from Ryan and myself, uh, so stay tuned for that. Speaking of Ryan, if they want to find you on the internet, bro, where do they find you? Uh, basically any platform. Uh, you guys can find me at Synthetic7S, like Alex spelled earlier. Um, Twitter very soon, but so far, uh, definitely an Instagram and a Twitch account, so you can find me there. Hell yeah. Ollie, if they want to find you, how do they do that? So far, just on Instagram at Oliver.HRuiz. And anywhere you can find Ryan. Thank you. Took the words (laughs) right out of my mouth. (laughs) I wasn't sure you were going to say it. I'm like, I'm not going to let him not do this bit. (laughs) No, that was actually like a really perfect transition, I think. Yeah, like seriously, go go knock on Ryan's door and ask for me and he'll come in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And folks, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, on Twitter at the Real Snurfin, on Instagram at Snurfin, uh, and you can find the podcast as well on Twitter and Instagram, both at Nerdy Nomicron. And I think that's it. Is that, did I miss anything? No, I think that was I everything. Think so. All right, fucking it. This concludes our episode. I don't know why I keep doing that or feel the need to, to do <laughs> that, but it's just it's just fun. until next time folks this has been nerdy nomicron peace thanks for listening peace